You haven't known her that long, have you? This is Zoom. This is Broadcast direct from Straight Stuff Studios. If you're listening uh, wherever you're at right now, you don't know we we had a little we had a little stage and it's a little it's a little loungy in here today. So <laughs> hope you enjoy the show. Um, we've got a great show for you tonight. Uh, our show this evening is Sobriety and the Native Path. I'm going to pass you over to our hosts for the evening, the one, the only, Mr. Richard Atwater. Yeah. Okay. Richard tonight. Huh? Yeah, you got a little We're going formal. We're going to go all out here. We're going today. formal. Yeah. All right. Well, hi and welcome to the show. Um, our tag tonight is sobriety and the native path. And our guest tonight is Jim L. And uh, thanks again for joining us this Sunday night where we are every Sunday night at 8 o'clock. Are you comfortable? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and our engineer, uh, Chris Atwater. Thank you for engineer slash producer. That one, that, that one guy never did call you back, though, did he, Mr. Producer? That's okay. That's all okay. Right. All right. I got my own applause button. I can. We'll get on that. I'm all right. Okay. All right. We'll get on that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can um, call in for questions or comments by call, doing our regular call-in number. It's the same every week. Um, so. Uh, that number is three two three seven nine two two nine seven seven. I put it in the announcement every week anyway, but yeah. it's the same number. Yeah, it's everywhere. We got the we got we got it every week on the you know you can you, you'll find that number if you if you visit us uh, through Blog Talk Radio or through our website at www.recoveryinternetradio.com. That is <laughs> recoveryinternetradio.com. Okay, um, you can go there for all our archive shows um, and recovery resources. Um, Couple of quick things I mentioned. Uh, I mentioned each week. Uh, you know, some of our friends. Uh, one of our friends' uh, bands, Double Take. You can find out where Double Take is by going to DoubleTakeChicago.com, um, and uh, they play uh, local Chicago area. They're a good dance band. They're a lot of fun. Do you know where where are they this week? Do you know? You know what? We I didn't, didn't. We didn't well, check it Carol out. Carol Stream, maybe. Carol Stream. Okay. I'll let you know at the break. All right. Yeah. Let us know where they are. Um, also, uh, a friend of ours, Colleen, who uh, runs an operation called Dirty Laundry Designs Fresh Cards for Addiction and Recovery. And I just got a note from her brother, actually. She was on a – there's another internet radio show about addictions. Get out of here. Out of New York, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, some gal in New York uh, in the city. And she was on that show, and he sent me the link to, to listen to that show. We got a we got a brother. We got a we, we got, got a, a actually a sister. Sister, sister. We station. got a sister station. Yeah. So hello, uh, whoever you are out there. I can't remember. WKRP. Yeah, WKRP. That was Cincinnati. And, uh, I think more than New York City, but okay. Sorry. I think that that's probably enough of that um, for now. And um, also, um, we do have uh, we do have a, a, a guest. Uh, a celebrity guest. We sometimes have celebrity guests, and uh, and Mr. Christopher Walken is here tonight in the studio. Chris Walken, hi, Chris. Uh, what's uh, what, what brings you out tonight? Rick, it's good to be here. I enjoy coming here and listening to these stories of recovery out here at your home studio. It's always fascinating, and especially tonight. You know, I walked in here, and it was kind of a lounge. Somebody went crazy with the sage. <laughs> but that's okay. The spiritual uplifting that I get out here is it's amazing. You know, I won't even get into my days at Kent State and back in the 60s. And not forget about us. We'll just pass on that. Well, thanks, Chris. And I'm glad you're here. Um, you know, because you always add a little something to the show. Um, so, hey, let me ask you this, Jim. I want to, let's, let's, can you talk about this? Isn't even this wasn't even on the agenda, but what what's the what's the significance of sage for cleansing? Hmm. It's a Native American uh, ritual, one of ritual ceremony. Hmm. Prior to well, sweat lodges, um, vision quests, just to 
cleanse the spirit of the, the person that's going to be smudging. Like, smudging that's what they, is what they call it. Call it yeah. 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 So that's what we did. Yeah, we smudged. We did. Smudged a lot. <laughs> it smells good. Yes. Um, let's. So let me let me ask you. Um, let's let's talk a little bit. I, the first question I had on there was, uh, when did you take your first drink, and when did you make your first deal, and were they simultaneous? That's <laughs> what I wasn't talking about, and I wasn't talking about drug deals. Uh. See, because. You know, you you you're well known for the yeah. the art of the deal. So I just wondered if you were, you know, uh, how that worked for you. Which um, which came first? No, you know, uh, actually, uh, the I think when I took my first drink, I think I want to say it was like somewhere around fourteen, thirteen, fourteen, somewhere in that area. Hmm. Um, you know, I uh, when did I do my business deal type thing um you know i uh i we didn't have my my father you know he uh he had a very rough upbringing so my both my parents did so you know he went into business and we didn't really have a, a lot so when you wanted someone who wanted something it was you work for it so i started working you know i mean shoveling snow cutting grass Probably when I was nine years old, mm. you know, and I would just like do these little entrepreneur things, and it was just known in, in that, you know, in, in our in our house um, that if you wanted stuff, you wanted things, you're gonna have to gonna have to make, make it happen. Make it happen, you yeah. Know? So that was kind of when when you say uh, when you say your dad had a rough upbringing, what 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 do you mean by that? You know, um, my I only met. Um, I never met my my father's father. I only met my knew my grandmother. I think she was about five years old when I died, or when she died. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mother's mother only died when she was very young. And I only met my grandfather um, once, twice. And my dad's sister and her brother. Um, my grandmother was married four times, so mm-hmm. back then it was kind of an unusual mm-hmm. thing. But um, so my aunt really raised my dad, mm-hmm. and my uncle was taken by my would be my great aunt up to the by the Twin Cities, and that's where he was raised. So he lived on the West End. Um, they knew a lot of people out there, and and he they didn't have much. My dad. You know, my if you my aunt would tell you today, you know, um, if it wasn't for my dad fishing and hunting, it, they didn't eat. Hmm. You know, and when I was young, that's how it was for us. I didn't know it, you know, <laughs> but you know, I was gonna, yeah, that was one of the things yeah. I wanted to ask you about is like when did you get? Yeah, I mean, kids would, you know, it was funny when I was like in uh, in grade school and that uh, kids would come up to me and ask me what I was having for lunch because. I would I would bring squirrel and rabbit and pheasant, you know, and so it was it was you know and I think back about it and then it, after a while I kind of caught on that it was what did I, you bring me that one time you brought me some some game bird some oh, little game bird I think I brought you some uh, did you bring me pigeon no I brought you dove dove right and yeah a dove shoot yeah. yeah. Mole hate me now. How did you? No. <laughs> How do you? Yeah. Those nice little dubbies. Peace, bird. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but feathers. <laughs> so, but wait, how did you like the doves? Did you, I mean, as far as like eating, did you like the dove? Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. Yeah, because I, I didn't really like it. <laughs> but I mean, I tried it. I mean, yeah, I didn't, I'll give I didn't you really that. like it. Too gamey for me. But see, if you were raised that way, right. that's what you, right. that's what you, uh, you know, would be accustomed yeah. to. Yeah, it was, you know, I don't know. What and you didn't even, you didn't know that that was different? No. No, it was just like, it was just how it was, you know. So like most of the kids were having PBJ or bologna <laughs> sandwiches and you were having, you were piece having squirrel. a piece of squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> were you wearing the hat too or? No. No, no I, I remember one time I, I came home and, uh, and I was just walking by the sink, and I looked in the sink, and there was this meat in the sink, and it was like twitching, you know. Hmm. And 
That can't be good. <laughs> so, so I asked my father, I'm like, you know, what's you know, what's in the sink, Dad? Was turtle. Hmm. And when they when you take them out, they're there's so much muscle in them that they they keep continue to twitch. And hmm. We had turtles like that night for dinner. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That was turtle. Yeah. It was good. You know, like I said, I didn't. To me, it was just. Whatever. I would come home from school from when I was a young young kid, and I would, you know, I'd walk out, literally grab my shotgun and walk out the back door and walk across the street and do the cornfield, and, and I would go hunting, you know, and it was just every day. That's just how it was. Mm-hmm. Was was your, uh, was there any, like, uh, sense of spirituality in your in the family you grew up in? No. Uh, you know, uh, I went to Catholic school, I think for the, I think it was only the first grade. I don't think I made it to second grade. I don't know what I went south, but something got south on me. They probably, probably weren't going with the squirrel thing. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I think, no, I think if I remember, I had a little run-in with one of the nuns that were teaching at the time. And, yeah. And so, uh, it was no, off to, off, yeah, it was off to the public school. And I remember when, uh, like I said, I started working when I was young and I remember my dad, other than what, you know, I did that uh, catechism thing, mm-hmm. and uh, I did that so I could get, you know, the confirmation and all that stuff, and, um, and then I, and I, in high school, I just said, you know. Just let all that yeah. go. So there wasn't anything, in your, was there any recognition of your heritage in your family? My, you know what, it's, my, well, my cousin was just, he was back last summer visiting me, and, uh. Yeah, my dad, you know, some guys would call him the Indian. Um, and he, my my cousin said to me when he was back last summer, he said, you know, uh, you know, your dad was very proud of the fact, you know, mm-hmm. of his heritage. And for me, it was like, you know, I never really thought of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, um, it was just, I mean, that's, he was, he was my dad. You know, right, you know, like so, my dad's English. Yeah. So, right. So, what, so what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Although you were living, I mean, you you didn't like live way out in the country. You lived well, but country. remember when I lived in McHenry? Well, I guess maybe it was a little bit more. So, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you know, when you think about it, and um, when I was in in uh, high school, we still had bring shotguns. And then we'd go hunting after school. Hmm. Yeah, probably that wouldn't be. Uh, no, I don't think that would. Wouldn't be happening anymore. <laughs> no, not, no. not so much. Be a short high school career. Yeah, yeah, in the in the public schools. Yeah. You know. Well, okay. So, but I mean, you were living a you were living a life. Were were a lot of the kids that I mean, were some of the kids that you were hanging with doing the same thing you were, or? Um, you know, some did. Um, I didn't really uh, hang with a lot of. Kids, um, you know, I had uh, my one friend Jeff, and uh, we met. I want to say, probably in the fourth grade, and um, we just we kind of hung together, and we didn't really hang with a lot of people. He had uh, three brothers. And they were all they were older than us, and um, we, I don't know, we just kind of hung out and did, you know, his mom. He was a, his mom was a single mom, and mm. you know, she was a waitress, and as uh, we kind of hung out, and we were, you know, it, it's funny because uh, about a month or so, every once a month, I talked to his brother, mm. and um, he either calls me or I call him. And he was telling me, he said he remembered uh, when we were kids, um, probably in the fourth grade, in McHenry, you see, there used to be, there was um, grade school, I think it may still be, there's a grade school, uh, one through whatever grade, and then, then there's a junior high. But they're right next to one another, and uh, grade school had the cafeteria, the other school did not have the cafeteria. So they used to come across mm-hmm. the school. Well, Tom is three years older than us. So um, 
He was telling me he remembered coming over to the grade school to get lunch when he was probably in sixth or seventh grade, and Jeff um, saying, hey, Tom, Tom, because it was his brother, this is my friend Jim, and we'll be friends forever. <laughs> where's, Jeff, where's Jeff now? He's dead. What happened to Jeff? Uh, he, uh, he was under the influence of drugs and fell off a ship's rack. Mm. In uh, Colorado. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> that was the beginning of the of my friends dying, you know. Mm-hmm. You've had yeah. a few of those? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, over the years for sure. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was strange. The last time I saw him, um, we were in, I was, I had gone to Vietnam, had come back. I wasn't adapting well here. So, because of having been there, they, you know, said, where do you want to go? And I, I want to go back, you know. So, I just had them send me back. And I had flown um, back to uh, to Illinois. And he was had moved to Colorado in the meantime. So, I, I flew to Colorado. And then I was going to fly. Um, I had to go back. I had to catch a flight back over to the Philippines from... Uh, from San Francisco, so I stayed in, in Colorado. And he was standing, uh, I'll never forget it, we were standing in the, and it ended up being the house that when I, I eventually lived in the basement of this house. Um, and he was just standing there and he was just looking at me with, uh, you know, tears in his eyes and said, you know what, just just come back alive. Just come mm. back alive. Because, mm. you, you know, we as kids, I had the propensity of being, you know, a little wild and 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 then you took a few chances. Yeah, we kind of get on the edge, you know? mm-hmm. and he knew that. And I was over there, and um, I got a letter, and I opened it up, and there was a was a note from Tom, and uh, in his in Jeff's obituary, and it, it just said I didn't. He just wrote I, I didn't know any other way to tell you. He knew how much it, yeah. it would oh yeah would hurt you to hear it. Yeah, because we were, uh, you know, growing up, we uh, we we are always together. Um, and then he had these three brothers, and then Mozzie, and you know, growing up, I mean, uh, there was a lot of pot smoking and drugs going on and partying because. Mozzie would leave to go to work, you know, hell would break loose, you know. Who's Mozzie? That's his yeah, mom? That's his mom, yeah. And so um, she would always, she, you know, we'd go there, and, and when I'd get there, she would say, uh, you know, there's, she'd like leave zucchini and something in the oven for Jeff and I, and she would, on the way out, if Tom or Steve were there, because Mike had already kind of moved on, and um, we could hear her telling them, you know, you and Jeff. She would she would be talking to talking to the to, older to the ones. Older ones you know, keep an eye on those two. Keep an eye on them. Right. And don't be throwing parties and things here with them. Here, you know. <laughs> and, and of course, she leaves and and we yeah. have a party. Right. So it was, it was interesting growing up because uh, it was uh, those guys, Tom especially, kind of would keep it uh, kind of. You know, when you go to high school, back in the day, we uh, there would be like this initiation when you were a freshman. Mm-hmm. Nobody initiated us. Yeah. 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 Actually, I had, one, I had one of those friends, too. I never I never got initiated. No. Somebody so, else's initiation would have been far worse than mine. Yeah, so it was, it was interesting. In, in high school, we weren't uh, the brother between Tom and us, Steve, um, he had there was a host of characters that actually showed up later on the scene, but they were bringing pot in from El Paso. Mm. So, um, which he, was from over the yeah, south of the border. South of the border, yeah. So you know, Jeff and I would uh, a lot of times we just like we get loaded and work on motorcycles or play music, mm-hmm. try to play music. You're making any deals in those days? You know what? Um, when I think about it, that damn Steve, um, you know, he would bring, he would get this stuff, and then Jeff and I, when we were in high school, we'd go, all right, you guys, you guys think you could sell some of this stuff? 
you know, if, if you sell something, I'll give you this. Or one time they they brought some reefer pad in this uh, in the spare tire of a Corvette, mm. and they drove this Corvette back. So they they get back, and he asks us if we want to if we can sell some of this. And the deal was, we got pot and we got to drive the Corvette. Wow. Hmm. Were you of age? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was, but he would always. In, so did you drive it? Yeah, we drove it. Yeah. yeah, didn't worry about that out here then. Never really did. No. Yeah, it was no big deal. <laughs> so yeah. was uh, just to switch gears a minute. Was was the. Uh, so was there substance abuse stuff going on in, in your family? You know what? I um, Probably uh, alcohol. I mean, I didn't know when I was a kid. You know, it, it took my father's life. Yeah. You know? Okay. And, um, but I think, you know, I mean, it was just going to, it was going to happen. That was, I believe that was the path that I was, I was going to lead, that my father was going to lead, you know. When I, uh, he was a good, uh, a good, good man. We were at, um, we were at odds when he passed, and I regret that. Um, but it was just, I don't know, it was just the way. I, today, when I look back, um, I was, I was supposed to be here. I was supposed to end up in, on this path. I don't know why, you know. I don't know why. And, but yeah, there was. And yeah, have a drink of, you know. Do you think his the stuff that he did in some way got you to the got you to the place where you are? I think probably I don't I don't I can't connect the dots, but I think yeah. so. Yeah. You know. I think he knew I in um I think there was times that he uh he kind of knew that uh, that was he had this different. This kid did not come with a manual, you know. <laughs> right. That's what he thought about you. Yeah. All right. All right. And uh, you know they they did their best they could with me, and I was not you know. Um, he you know he taught me a lot of he taught me how to survive. Yeah. He really taught me how to survive, and you know taught me never you know never back down. Just keep working. And if any, you know, if anybody comes at you, you know, if they challenge you, you challenge them right back, you know, which that got me in trouble a few different times. But <laughs> <laughs> was his? Do you think? Do you, do you connect his um, his alcoholism, if we can call it that, mm-hmm. with his heritage at all? Yeah, I definitely think it was. I mean, when I, especially when I read today, I mean. Alcohol destroyed an entire nation. Yeah, you know, of peaceful people. Yeah, you know, yeah, for one of the, the damn Europeans, it was the alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they brought it, so you know. Well, we did. Yeah, what do you mean they? Yeah. I did. You did. I did it. Well, you know, I mean, so yeah. Did he know that? Do you think he he connected those dots? Um, I think he did. Yeah. What's the percentage? What do you what do you know about the percentage of natives that that have alcoholism? I know uh, on the reservation it's outrageous, like it's seventy-five crazy. or eighty percent. Yeah, it's like seventy-five, eighty percent at least. Yeah. I just don't. I don't. I think that Native Americans just can't, for whatever reason, they just can't tolerate. I mean, it's it's a built-in thing. I don't think right. we're supposed to. Right. It's not the yeah. Your body's not designed right, to metabolize exactly. it. No. In a way that. No. I um. And you know it's funny because I uh, drinking wasn't really my the first thing you know pot was was pot hash Mm -hmm. you know um, drugs of different sorts (laughs) (laughs) you know Um, you know heroin Um, that was uh, that you know you were ahead of your time (laughs) well you know I tell you. Heroin, and I know it's a problem here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was ignored in the seventies. It was a big problem here. Mm. It's not known in McHenry County. Is that right? No, 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 not even close. I remember, 
in about seven. It had to be, it had to be like seventy-one. Um, there were, there was a run on death, hmm. and one of them was the son of a very prominent doctor. Hmm. At the time. And did it, did that bring it to the to people's attention or no? Nope. No, I mean we're talking three or four people died in a matter of a couple of days. Yeah, you know, and yeah. Uh, no, which just means there was some really really hot dope out there. And his brother, the the guy the kid who died, his brother was the one that gave him the dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was uh, that's that's not new here. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I didn't uh, back then. I wasn't. I didn't do. I didn't do heroin until I got overseas. Was just too crappy here, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, not being a guy that wants to do things halfway. Let's go, you know. Let's go find yeah. out. You know, let's go find out where we can find some good dogs. Yeah. So, so you, so you finished uh, high school here, and then, mm-hmm. then you did you go right in the service? Yeah, um, I had a little bit of trouble, and um, I when I was eighteen, I moved out of the house. I was living in my car. And you got in a little bit of trouble. Could you say like you yeah. kind of mumbled that? So I really well, kind of want to. What happened was um, there was some guys, you know, guys I went to school with. I was I was living in my car. I was working down at uh, at the state. I was just the McHenry Dam at the time. And um, some guys I, I went to school with were um, one of the guys was dating the um, a very the daughter of a very wealthy family. Mm-hmm. And they. Um, they before it was what's now called uh, Moraine Hills. Yeah, it was Kirk's Woods. Oh, okay. Right? And so what they did is um, that wasn't the name of the family, was it? Um, I don't know how. I think it might have been. Hmm. So anyway, they were um, they took the um, this gal's parents' credit card and went and bought all kinds of really. Dynamite camping stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the line, I'm sure. Everything. Right. So I'm living in my car. They're out in the woods, you know, with the really high-end camping gear. And so they were, they come down to the dam, and they always knew because of, you know, me and Jeff and Steve, we always knew where to get the best pot and shit, you know. So they come and say, you know, hey, Jim, why don't you come out and live in the woods? We got I go out there. It was freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was like tents and camping stoves and all this shit going on. And I'm like, wow, man, you're this, yeah. So hunter's uh, paradise. I, yeah, I wasn't there though, like two flipping nights. And I get woke up in the middle of the night with a flashlight in my face in a badge. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, you're your kid, you're thinking, you know, of course, she's living out there with us. Mm. That's what brought the cops. That's what brought the cops. Yeah. Yeah. How in the hell they ever found us out there, I'll never know. But um so anyway, they dragged they they didn't they grabbed my they got us all out of the tents and they grabbed my sleeping bag and they were shaking my sleeping bag. The cop was holding on to my lid of pot at the bottom of the sleeping bag while he was shaking it and never fell out. <laughs> but they found they found pipes and roach yeah. clips and Yeah. So um I decided that I needed you know they didn't arrest us, they just took her. And I'm sure there was behind the scenes stuff going on. So I um you just thought time time to uh, yeah I boogie I boogied up north and then they came and found me and um, so I had this thing with the court going on and it was just kind of a you know they the family was just trying to tell us stay away get away from her yeah We're so I had that going on the draft was going on my number was low um, what was your number thirty oh. <laughs> Did you enlist? So um, at this time now, I've got um, one 
friend of ours that ran around. He's heading off to Europe to avoid the draft. Tom goes and gets busted with a pound of pot, so he had a felony charge, so they wouldn't take him. I got another, you know, everybody's, Mike um, had uh, been to Vietnam already with Jeff's oldest brother, mm-hmm. and he, he just, he would send letters and just say, whatever you got to do to avoid this, avoid it. So everybody was kind of doing that. So I thought, you know what, I got to do something here. And I don't really want to get drafted. I'm going to get ahead of the curve, and um, I'll join the Navy. Hmm. Um, was It was a great plan. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like, all, like all plans. Like all plans. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, it was funny because I ended up, I, I remember when they gave me the orders, it was an ammunition ship. So you were going to Vietnam? No, it was on the East Coast, oh. in Boston. So I'm like, I'm just like, this is easy, right? Yeah. Like three months later, I'm in the Panama Canal. <laughs> Going the wrong direction. <laughs> Something went wrong with the plan. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know what? Let's let's take a let's take a break, and because uh, we're about you know we're roughly halfway through our evening, and we have. What are we gonna play? We've got, a, we've got a Carlos Nakai and uh in collaboration with yeah. Peter Cater. Yeah. Yeah. Good some some piano flute kind of stuff going on. Yeah. I like it. Piano flute. Yeah. So you'd like that. Great. Yeah. yeah, it's nice music. Excellent. Well uh, I hope you've been enjoying the show up to this point. We'll be back with you in uh, uh just a few. Enjoy the music and we'll see you in just a couple. Okay. All right.
Hi, welcome back to Recovery Internet Radio. Hope you uh, enjoyed the break there. We're we're back to our show here, Sobriety and the Native Path. Uh, again, you can always call us during we broadcast we broadcast live. This is this is on air here. <laughs> so if you have questions or comments, we're not give fooling us a call. around. No, this is this is the real deal here. This is uh, give us a call at three two three seven nine two two nine seven seven, or you can tweet us live at Rick Atwater via Twitter. I don't know where else you tweet us, but I don't know, whatever. But uh, we can we can read those live during the show. So if you have questions or comments, you can uh, reach us that way as well. Uh, always find us at recoveryinternetradio.com. Um, but with that, let's uh, let's get back to our let's get back to our show. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Chris. Um, yeah, I kind of want to pick up where we left off, and then um, yeah, we have a lot to cover in the time that we have mm-hmm. left because we got to get we got to get to the bottom and then back to the top. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, you're in the Navy. You're you're you were just uh, found yourself going in the wrong direction. You were instead yeah. of Boston, you were going through the Panama Canal, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I ended up in uh, in Vietnam. Um, were you on the ground, or were you? No, off? we would. Uh, what we would do is we would go into we'd go into the Philippines and we'd get um, ammunition, and then we'd take it over to Vietnam. Oh. And uh, some, sometimes it would go to carriers. Sometimes it would go. So what we used to do is um, we get, you know, we do our thing and we get loaded and um, we'd little, sit on the the forecastle, which is the front of the boat. And we'd sit up there and we'd watch the firefights on the on. Hmm. It, you know, I mean, we were maybe two miles off coast. You know, and you could see. Oh yeah, we would watch them firefight. You know, wow. oh man, you see those. Wow, did you see that? Just to clarify, <laughs> when you say get loaded, you don't mean like the ship with ammunition. You mean you mean no? We would get high okay. personally. Yeah, All right. um, yeah, we would personally right. get high. Um, and there was uh, they allowed that in the navy then at that time. Yeah, it was all permitted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Part of the so, perks, huh? And and when we got over there, that's when when we found heroin. Yeah. You know, so in the Philippines. Yeah, yeah, it was all over over there. I mean, you could buy anything you wanted, and. Uh, so we would smoke pot and do, and we'd take our, our we'd, so I was, I started smoking only because we would take and we'd loosen the tobacco and we'd pour, and it was cheap, I mean, it was dirt cheap. Yeah. And um, so we would, uh, we'd actually, um, we'd go sit in the gun turret and we got busted in there. Um, Don't they have gunpowder in there? Yeah, we'd get high sitting on the gunpowder. Smoking dope. <laughs> Did you have to light the dope yeah. or something? Yeah, doesn't seem yeah. doesn't seem right to me. Well, I figured you know it was it was like a place where you could go and they wouldn't think of you being there. No, they probably wouldn't. The powder's packed, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, it's not like loose powder laying around. No, no. So, yeah. so uh, we did get caught in there one time, but you know what? At the time, if you they were not going to they weren't going to bounce you. You know, they needed bodies. Mm-hmm. You know. And um, so you would just, you know, get in some hot water. And I, you know, so my drug use, I was like stuck with these, um, I schemed um, where um, I, there was a guy who was in charge of all the ammunition. He was an officer. And this is how I know. I mean, you know, God in, in the higher power has been with me, I mean, through crazy stuff. Um I uh he was an officer. They came out one day and uh on the deck and they asked if somebody knew how to type. I said I did. I mm-hmm. took typing in high school. And um so they take me in and <laughs> um he was the guy that kept track of all the ammunition. I mean he knew how to get it, how to order it. How... So I learned this from him like in a matter of a month or so because the guy who was doing it with him before got out. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening was um, I learn all this stuff, and his wife gets really sick, and he they take him off the ship. Hmm. So now here's this peon kid, dope smoker, you know. And that, you're in charge of ordering all the ammunition. And, <laughs> and, the, and the, the captain and the executive officer hated me. Because I would not let them figure out how to do it, because I knew it was the only way that I could 
You had some power. I had some power. I could scheme yeah. and scam, you know. And uh, and when the heat got, when they were starting to put the heat on, I uh, I scammed some more and I uh, filled out a bunch of. I knew a guy who the, who had access to exam stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you could, you know, get. So I scammed on trying to get into what they call an A school, and I I got all up the to, answers. Up and the I, rank. Yeah. And I filled I filled out all this stuff, sent it in. So when they were really getting on me, I, they actually bounced me off the ship in Hawaii. And after we did our 18 months, we're in Hawaii. They came and gave me my orders, and uh, they were just like really happy to get rid of me. And I was happy to go. Mm-hmm. Then I got, you know, got high in Hawaii for a while. Took me like three days to find the freaking airport. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you got, were you discharged at that point? No, or did you go back they, in? they sent me back. I came back, went to San Diego for three months. Um, and they said, and I was having a hard time adjusting. I just, I wasn't adjusting well back being in the States. Jeff had died. I, I didn't really care anymore. And I was like, just, just having a hard time. And so they came to me and said, well, you, you know, you can go. Where do you want to go? Wherever you want to go. They don't send me back to Vietnam. And you know, well, I said, well, how about if we send you to um, uh, the naval air station in uh, Kiwi Point, Philippines? I was like, cool, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. You know. And um, so I got over there, and um, Jesus, you know, I I I didn't even live on the base. I lived downtown, and I was uh, working there in. Um, so we were we were it was reverse smuggling. Um, we were <laughs> reverse smuggling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is super Yeah, yeah. So what we would do is we would take alcohol, cigarettes, clothes, and then we'd smuggle them off base because they were a big commodity. Oh, I get you. State. And sell them to the natives. And sell them, yeah. And then we got in to where uh, you know these got to know this gal and got to know a lot of the. The, there are dirty politicians in the town there, and so we were, uh, yeah, we were re- reverse smuggling. We we're smuggling off instead of on. Well, in a way, that's that's a good segue because, you know, because <laughs> we got to go in the other direction sometimes shortly after that. So you were you eventually you were discharged. Yeah, I came back here and I quit. Yeah, yeah, and went. To, yeah, I came back here. Um, they sent me to. Um, I didn't think you could quit the military. Yeah, I, 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 I did. I, um, they, I quit, and then they finally figured out that I'd quit. Um, Don't they usually call that AWOL? No, I actually didn't go AWOL. Uh, no. What I did was they sent me back here to Great Lakes, and I had about six or eight months left. And um, I, I would show up in the morning with like jeans and sandals, you know, when you were supposed to come into muster and. Or maybe I'd come in an hour late, or I'd leave at lunch and get high and come back. And um, so finally, the CEO uh, called me in and he said, "You know, you got to get your shit together." And I, um, I said, "You know what? I, I spent I've spent three years in a war zone." I said, "So what do you think you're going to do to me next? Take away my birthday?" <laughs> and I said, "I quit." And he just looked at me like, who the hell do you think you are, you know? And I'm like, you can't. I said, you know what, you can't. You can try to give me a bad discharge, but how's that going to look, you know? And so we had some discussion, and I asked them for an early out. At the time, they were giving them, and uh, I said, why don't you just give me an early out? Well, you know, as much as I was being a jerk to him, he turned around and he said, no, I'm not going to give you an early out. And I said, no, I quit. And uh, I didn't show up for a couple of days, and I showed up, and then we got into this discussion, and he just he gave me an early out. Hmm. And he's, then it was... Yeah. He was glad to be ready. Yeah, he was... They, they were, I think the, the, yeah, the U.S. So government you, was very happy. So when me. you finished there, then what, then that's when you went to live in Colorado? No, then I moved to... I went, took off to California first. Okay. All right. Um, and went out to California, um, and uh, eh, shit, you know, it just that damn trouble just kind of follows you around a bit, All right. you know. And I got into trouble there. I was there for about a week, and I went to a concert, and um, this I got in a fight and, and put a couple guys in the hospital. Who was playing? 
Um, Edgar and Johnny Winters was oh, great. Okay. Um, I figured that yeah. was worth it. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. And um, so I ended up in jail over the weekend, got out, ended up meeting, heading to get an attorney. Mel, it's funny, I thought of it this today. Melvina Abbott was her name. And Did she get you off? She, yep. And she, Would you I, like to say anything to Melvina right now? Because <laughs> I'm still here, Melvina. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, Job well done. Yeah, so she... Um, it was weird because I ended up, I forget even how I got her, but then I didn't have a job. But so here's this guy from Vietnam, crazy drugged up guy, and, she, you know, he's now got in trouble here. And so she tells me, um, you know, I, now that I think about it, she just wanted to get paid. She said, you know, you can get a job at the San Diego Marine Shipyard. They're on strike. So you can be a scab. You can be a scab, but you're going to have to cross the Longshoreman picket line, mm-hmm. and it's not. Going to, it probably won't be pretty. And she said, "But obviously, you can take care of yourself." So that's what I did. Hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, went to work in there, and um, and I was there not quite a year, and I got a, a ticket again. I was loaded for standing on the seat of my motorcycle on the freeway. Mm, not good. No, no, wasn't good. So, um, off the court again, mm-hmm. and the judge, of course, you know, there's kind of these incidents are were a little too close. Yeah. So um, they were gonna they let me go on my own recognizance bond. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Um, and so, <laughs> and I was supposed to come back, and I was gonna do six months. So. I sold my motorcycle, bought a Ford Ranchero, threw what I had in the back of it, and then I went to Colorado. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Ranchero. <laughs> I mean, at least you have to say. So, yeah. So then, then you went through a period of time. I know. I know a little bit about your story, so I'm going <laughs> yeah. to tell some of it for you. Yeah. No, it's not boring. It's just <laughs> fast forward. I said. I'm going to. Yeah, fast forward. It's like so. Then that that was kind of the pot pirate. Uh, days yeah, in, that was, in Colorado. Yeah, the guys, some of the guys who when I was earlier talking about El Paso, these guys kind of showed up and my time came, showed up at Christmas with 30 pounds of pot, said, do you think you can sell this? I was And to, interesting, he said that once before when yeah. you were in high school and it was successful, <laughs> so I suppose he figured, you know. Up the yeah. ante a little bit. Yeah, it was 30 ounces then, now yeah. it was 30 pounds. Was 30 pounds. Right. And, and that kind of went well and then, you know, U-Haul band, or U-Haul Truck started showing up with bales of pot, and mm-hmm. we had it all. We had it all going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of, it was crazy, and there was, you know, but it was a business. Yeah, it really was a business. I mean, yeah, we we kept we tried we were low key. The biggest, you know, we would remember, the, you know, the I don't even know if they were airwicks. And we the big problem was like because you get hot in Colorado, mm-hmm. we had all that pot in the basement. Mm-hmm. It gets hot. It starts smell. to smell. Right. So we had like these airwick things all over the place in the <laughs> house. And, um, but I ended up... It, <laughs> we, like, what's, what is that smell? It smells like a, <laughs> smells like a, 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 a bathroom in a, in, a, in a gas station. So it was, yeah, we were... Um, things were really pretty, pretty, pretty wild. In, but we, you know, the whole thing was you kept your hair cut. You tried to look like you had a job. We didn't meet many people. We kept it low key. You know, I had ten people I dealt with. That was it. Mm-hmm. And you didn't come see me unless you bought ten pounds or less, or more rather. Yeah. You bought ten pounds. I didn't want. To, otherwise, I didn't want to see you. And um, got tied up with these guys out of California. They started buying some bales. Ended up doing this big cocaine deal. And that was uh, that was when I lost it. I mm-hmm. mean, I. I mean, there was a lot of. That. A lot of crap going on in between, and you know, and I, I came, I did this deal, and like, uh, things weren't going right. I mean, mm. the right people didn't show up at the right times, and 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 I knew that you know, if I got busted for pot, you know, we're going to find our way out of it. But this was not going to be a, an easy deal. So, um, I I did the deal. It finally put it together. And I remember I came, I came back and I, I went over to Tom's and I said, because uh, we were buying real estate at the time mm-hmm. with the money we were making. And um, 
And one of the times I said, done. He goes, what? I said, yeah, I can't do this anymore. And he goes, what do you mean you can't do this anymore? I said, I just can't do it, man. I just can't do this. I, I got I to gotta get out of this. And you had you had an experience of some kind right around that period of time. Yeah, it was right about the yeah, just a little before then. Um yeah, I the house I had the um so the window to the kitchen was out to went out to the west to the to the uh mountains. And actually I was almost lined up to where Jeff had died. Mm-hmm. And um so my my friend was over and we were um, in in the so there was this kitchen, this living room area or like dining room area then the uh, then the living room area, and so we're sitting there and we're listening to some Jeff Atoll and that's what he and, he and I used to always listen to, mm-hmm. and um, you know I, I I hit I pound my hand on the table I said damn it Jeff why the fuck did you die why don't you come back here all of a sudden. This light came through the window, and it lit up the doorway, and the whole room, everything. I mean, I could see the table, my stereo, everything spinning around. And when it stopped, I was sitting in the same chair I was in. The only difference was my friend who was sitting in the chair was in the corner on the floor. And he, is, he experienced, he experienced the same thing. Mm-hmm. And like what was happening, it was a little freaky because um, I could feel the air sucked out of me. Mm-hmm. But when it stopped, I was like, "That's cool." And he was in the corner in tears, and he just looked at me and said, "Don't, don't, please, don't, 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 don't do it again, please." To this day, I, we're friends. He won't talk about it. He thought that you hitting the table and he and didn't know being, what happened. He knew that something happened. Something when I, happened when you hit the yeah, table. And said, it was yeah. so when so like was that the first time you'd had oh, what you would call a spiritual experience? Absolutely, that was when I knew there was that somewhere there was this there is this place where you can you know you can almost reach over you know and, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah that was and what was really weird about it for me was that I didn't just experience it. He did too. He did too. Right. And it scared yeah, the it scared, scared the, the Jesus out of him. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, I was. I mean, I saw him probably five or six years ago, and to this day, I would go, Don. Do you remember that time he go? I know what you're going to ask me about. I didn't want to talk about it. And he just still won't. Yeah. So you and then after sometime after that, you married and yeah. then and then uh, um, either divorced or um, no, my I came back. Um, Came back here. Yeah, I got married out there. We moved back here. My wife, um, she passed away. Mm. Um, and then uh, I just kind of floated uh, around for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, got remarried three or four years after that. Had my uh, my 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 first daughter. Um, and how long after that did you get sober? My daughter was uh, a year. Not, yeah, she would have been just a year old. Okay. She's the reason I got sober. Hmm. Yeah. What, what what specifically? I couldn't. I I knew that. Well, my wife said that you know we'd only been together for about two years, not quite two years, and she was she was going to leave. She wasn't taking my daughter. Hmm. And I, I just couldn't do that. I couldn't live with that. Hmm. You know, family's pretty poor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and now I have the, both my daughters, and yeah, I'd die for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're uh, they're really special. They're good kids, and they're just. You tell you, you know. tell me you were on the show tonight. No, I didn't get. You know what? I my my oldest is in Madison at a uh, um, a dog seminar. Well, we'll have to make sure they get the links. Yeah. So, at least, so um, is there and my know? youngest, I can't. My youngest, I can't catch. She's got finals. She's moving yeah. to Rochester, and so she won't so, even text me recently. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so you got sober. You stayed sober for for a while, uh-huh. and then then fell yeah. off. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's. It wasn't like going out for any length of time or anything, and you know, I was thinking about that today when you know, I read you some of this stuff, and I was like, 
you know, I didn't go out drinking and carrying on like you hear. Mm-hmm. It was just a short blip. Mm-hmm. But what is sobriety? I mean, was I was I out there? Yeah, it's probably out there really about a year here between the years. Before. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's... And out for, for a for, night, a, a yeah, week. Yeah, for a night, yeah. you know? And, but... Um, but you were on your way out prior? Yeah, you know, when I when I think about it, it was a lot of... There was a lot of things going on at the time. Nothing that I... I mean, I'd been through a lot worse before. Um, but... Uh, you know what? I never... I only had to worry about me in the past. There was a lot of things, I mean, a lot of things going, and I was, you know, a lot of business. I'm up to my eyeballs in debt. You know, I've got now, um, they've got, uh, you know, this time I had two two kids, and I'm like, I'm responsible for everybody. Things were, you know, it was just, I don't know. And I, spiritually, I don't think I was there. I just don't think I was there. I think that you get in this program and you don't grab a hold of spirituality, you're screwed. You know. And you, so you found, you you've kind of, you know, I mean, I I've yeah. watched you look and work and search and piece things mm-hmm. together, and it seems like you've kind of found in the last couple of years. Yeah. Something that you're you feel comfortable with. So yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, you know what? It's funny because my cousin who had said that and talked about my father being proud of being an Indian. He 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 gave me a book when I first got sober, and that book sat there for years. And I don't know what made me pick it up one day, but I did, mm-hmm. and I started reading it. And I'm like, I'm home. Mm-hmm. This is it. Mm-hmm. You know, and he had been studying. Native American spirituality out in Texas. So I read it, and it was I don't know. It was just like I need to. And this is where I this is where I need to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it took me so long, but I'm just a slow learner, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Well, it took you yeah, yeah. a lot of practice, yeah. years of years and years of practice. Years of practice. So I um, so yeah, that was kind of um, that was like the beginning of it. What was the, you, what's the title of the book? Um, Breath of the Invisible. Hmm. No, actually, the first one he gave me was, uh, oh, God, I have it somewhere sitting around. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. I can see the cover. Mm-hmm. But then it made me read more, and then I began to realize more, and, you know. And you just got, and you just got back from? Uh, Pipestone, yeah. Uh, yeah, Pipestone. Pipestone um, Minnesota. Florida, Minnesota, yeah. yeah. So quarries were, um, they, uh, Native Americans, uh, quarry the uh, pipestone, the, what Native American ceremonial pipes are made out of, a lot of different things that they they make. But that's kind of it, it was actually taken away from by the government at one point, and they had to sue the U.S. government to get it back. And um, it's big time spiritual place, mm-hmm. you know. So it's been yeah, it was a couple of years that it was nagging at me to go there, and so yeah, I just just went out this weekend, and it was. Yeah, good, good timing. Yeah, good yeah, time. it was really it was, good timing. Yeah, it was very. Uh, so how does the good. how does the the your your Native American spirituality fit with your sobriety? How do you how do you pull those things together? Oh wow, um, oh, that's a tough question, I guess. But, yeah, uh, but I mean, you're living in the middle of of um, white Anglo America, okay, <laughs> surrounded by. You know, surrounded yeah. by the enemy. Well, not the enemy. I'm, yeah. I'm kidding. But you know, surrounded by people whose practices are significantly yeah. different than that one. Um, you know what? I don't. I just. I guess you know. I don't. I just do my. I I just believe it. You know, I, some people if they talk to me, I'll talk to them about it. Um, I've like. Kind of like you might be talking in the beginning. I never. I'm just kind of my own person, I guess, in many ways, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't. Um, I don't need a stamp of approval from anybody. So, if somebody were to say, "Well, geez, we think what you're doing is off base," I don't care, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
this is what works for me. Right. You know, what works for you is great. It works for you, you know. Mm-hmm. And actually, there's, you know, there's some interesting correlations between um, Christianity and the Bible and Native American. I mean, if you really start to read about it mm-hmm. and see some of the stuff that's happened. So I, I've never, um, for me, it, it just works, you know. And it, and when I, uh, you know, I see a whole uh you want to be scared about alcohol? Look what it did to the Native Americans. Yeah. I mean, they were a free people, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, freer than we'll ever be. And they uh, just took them down. Yeah. You know, that's scary. Yes, it is. And that's a good, That's a, so that's a good thing. That's a reminder for you. That's yeah. a good it's a very good reminder thing to, for me. Yeah. yeah, thing to know. Right. So we're probably getting pretty close to needing to close, but I, I, I guess my last question, I, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I ask a lot of guests this, um, but if you were to um, give advice to a new, say a fairly newly recovering person whose spiritual practice is a little different than the norm, what would you tell them? Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, don't do, worry about yeah, it. Do your, you know, do what works for you. Um, that's why the program's written the way it is. It's all suggestions. And it says something about as the yeah, higher as power, the power as, as you understand, understand it. it, as you understand yeah. them. Yeah. So that's and you know they were smart. That's why you know that the program wasn't written by man either. That's why it came through. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of got filtered through me and into this page here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is there is there anything else that you can think of that you wanna that you wanna say before we close tonight? Um, you know, uh I uh the only thing I I, I mean I, it's there's a if you don't think there's a higher power, you know, if you would have traveled with me, I was thinking about it today, um I was driving back from up north that uh it by the time I was twenty six I'd lived in many several different countries and been involved in, you know, various drug trafficking, um, could have died in several, I mean, and here I am. Mm-hmm. Here you are. Living a yeah. good life. Yeah. A clean life. Yeah. Clean and sober and met a new person, a new lady that, uh, she, I don't know if she, she's still here, so she. So she must she, not have freaked her out too much. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect way for her to get to know you. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. And uh, so, thanks for thanks for coming and telling your story. I really appreciate it. And uh, our studio audience, I'm sure appreciated it. And our listening audience, I'm sure appreciated it. Um, so, uh, thanks again, and thanks to our listeners uh, and you guys here. Um, we'll email out our reminders for next week's show, and uh, we'll we'll continue to try to look at. Recovery from a wide and open perspective. Remember to check recoveryinternetradio.com. Recoveryinternetradio.com. For all our archive shows and to sign up for our email reminder list. Remember, too, that we want to hear from you so we know where you are because we don't know where you are because it's an internet show. Yeah. But it's nice. You can listen, you can listen anywhere. So if you can listen live, uh, download this, and subscribe via iTunes to our you know podcast. Same same deal. So you get the new episode every week. It's a nice way to do it. Oh yeah, and I want to say one one other thing um, that that when those reminders go out, if you get one and there's somebody that you think would benefit from listening to the show, forward them the link. You can send it wherever you want. Pass it on. Pass it on. So as always, live today, love yourself and your neighbor, and together we'll trudge the happy road to destiny. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll see you at 8 p.m. next Sunday night. Bye bye.